Well, if you're joining us online, it's not very often that you get to sit in on a service that is uh, live and in person, but uh, today you do. And uh, last week, you got to watch the first week of our first series online, which you guys will be seeing next week. And so um, God put a message on my heart on Tuesday after I got done subbing at the school. I came here and I started praying and God just said, the message that you recorded and put up online and scheduled is going to be another week. And so I'm like, all right, what in the world is going on? And um, he put on my heart that I'm to share my dream with you. And it kind of piggybacks off of what we just covered in the last nine weeks, I suppose. Um, kind of spread out all the way from the beginning of the year when I shared God's vision for you and what he's called you to be a part of as a church family. And so for the last three months and change, um, we've been talking about that, um, intermixed with having missionaries come and share and having special guests. And so we've went through all this on your tables. You have a nice little sheet. I have three on every table, except for the very front. You guys had two, but I'm going to let you guys sit there. And so you only needed two. Um, if for some reason you didn't get enough, there are tables that don't have people. Um, you may find one there. There's a couple on the back uh, table as well. And so um, that's all my notes today. This, you guys got my notes. This is my notes right here. I have highlighted the things, and that's about the only difference between mine and yours. Although yours does have a cool little thing on the back. Um, I might get to it. I might not. But that's there as well, and it's just more for reference than anything else. I wouldn't put too much effort into reading it. So God put in my heart to share my dream with you. Um, now, I tried so hard to find a different word than dream. Because I realized, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. coined that, and it's so powerful and amazing. But no matter what I put in there, whether it was passion, desire, longing, vision, it just didn't fit like dream did. Like, dreams are beyond me, right? It's beyond you. Dreams are otherworldly. It it's comes from God himself. And so my dream with you isn't something that, I've conspired or thought through or planned. It just came to me over, well, the course of nearly nine years. Actually, it started nine years ago right now when I was a children's pastor in Zimmerman, Minnesota. Many of you have no clue where that is, and I don't expect you to because it's not a very big town on the northern end of Minneapolis-St. Paul, actually really north of Minneapolis-St. Paul, they would consider themselves a sleeper town to Elk River. But God put on my heart to go into full-time ministry. I had no idea what that was. I was working as a full-time grocery store person. Many of you know that story. But in 2014, when I was ordained as a, light, as a reverend in the Assemblies of God, God put on my heart, it's time. It's time to make that move. I was in the prime of my adulthood. And so I met with our district superintendent at the time, Clarence St. John. Some of you were able to meet him when he came up here and shared way back when the church was without, was without a pastor. He came up here and shared. And I met with him, and he's like, there's some things that need to be done because this church had just had its pastor resign, and he was going to be here for a few more months and to fill out his time. 
And um, he's like, there's some things that need to be done. We need to meet. And we have no idea the, the details, but I think Thief River Falls is the perfect town for you. I had no idea. I never heard of Thief River Falls, right? Like, I grew up in central Minnesota. The furthest north I knew of was, like, Bemidji. And I always got confused with Bemidji and Brainerd. Like, they were both north. They both started with a B. I had no idea which one was more north than the other. It's pretty awesome. So... <laughs> That was, that was what I knew of the north. Not very north. It was more central. But for central Minnesota, it was north. Central Minnesota. So the, the vision, the passion, the dream, the longing started at that moment when God called my family to Thief River Falls nine years ago. And it took us a couple of years just living in this community, dreaming of what God wanted to do when it became very apparent to me that Thief River Falls was the center of northwest Minnesota. If you look on the map, like it is the center of northwest Minnesota. And God put this strong desire inside of me that we had so much, so much here that the rest of northwest Minnesota doesn't have. We have main arteries, main highways coming through our community. We have the most powerful and successful businesses right here in our community. We have a beautiful, like when we moved here, the hospital was just put here, right? It was just built and it was this grand opening was when we came here. We had so much beautiful schools, great, great economy that the rest of Northwest Minnesota didn't have. When I looked at that map, I knew that this town was going to be the center of God moving. I didn't know what that looked like, right? Two years into something, you have no clue. But I knew that God wanted to do something through this town, in particular through this church. And when I drove through Red Lake Falls, Minnesota for the first time, we didn't know the cut across existed. And so we were going to Grand Forks, and we drove through Red Lake Falls, and we came down the hill, and we came up into the community and down the hill again. God just put in my heart, this town needs an evangelical presence that loves families, that loves the lost, and wants to develop people to be missions-minded. That's what God put on my heart. And so as time began, in 2016, God put in my heart that we needed to change the name, not because I didn't like what we normally what we were originally called here when we came in, Faith Assembly of God. Nothing wrong with that. But the vision God put in my heart, the dream God put in my heart was that we, as Thief River Falls, were going to be the center of Northwest Minnesota and what God wanted to do. Now, I didn't know what name to put in there, but as 2016 began, and we started to formulate a team, and we became our own independent church a couple of years later. God started formulating this desire to put our name to who we were, a place of connection, a center point. And that's where Nexus came from. It's Latin for center point or connection. Hit us perfectly. And so in 2017, April 7th, or March 7th, 2017, we became nexus church and shortly after that just one year later we became an independent church in the assemblies of god fellowship and the rest has been history and in front of you 
is what God put in my spirit in the summer of 2017. My dream that God gave me as I was praying and spending these hours just with God in this sanctuary, talking to him. He put on my heart to be a place that would connect Northwest Minnesota to Jesus. And today I want to share with you what that means. Like I said, we went through every single one of these pillars. We went through every single one of the family cultures. But what I didn't share with you was my passion behind it. This morning, I want to share with you that passion, that burden, why, why these are on here. You got the, the biblical side of it, right? We got the passages that went with it. We got the, the terminology that went with it. But my passion behind it is what I want to share with you today. This is my dream. On Saturday, we're going to start putting this dream together. We're going to be adding your dreams to it. And I want you to be dreaming again. I want you to have a dream. What is your dream? I believe your dream is found within this dream that God has given me. It's not mine. It's ours. Like, none of this that's on your piece of paper today is anything I can do. Right? This is all God. This is all church family. It takes all of us coming together and having a heartbeat that bleeds what is on this paper. Now, maybe you wouldn't word it this way. Some of the wording might be something that doesn't fit you. But it is my prayer that you'll find yourself somewhere in what we have on our pages today. The pillars. And on the back side, if you want for reference, what that is, is over the summer, that year in 2017 and 2016, that was where I was spending time with God. And he gave me this vision. Now, all the dates are absolutely not relevant anymore because that is long gone and behind us. But that was just my dream session. So when you look on the backside, understand that's nothing written in stone. That was just when I drove through these communities and I saw what God was doing there and what was lacking there, my heart beat for these communities. And whether it's our church that gets to be there someday or some other Assemblies of God church or evangelical church, to me, what matters is they have a place that loves the families, obviously loves Jesus, right, and loves their community. That's what my heart is, and that's what I've been praying for ever since then, that God would send churches to these communities that don't have one. Now, I'm not saying that the churches that are there, there are Catholic churches there, there are Lutheran churches there, and some Protestant churches there, but what I'm praying for is churches that are on fire for families in the community that want to see people come to faith. Those other churches are great. But Lutheran churches and Catholic churches, I love Catholics. I love Lutherans. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of great friends in all those denominations and Protestant denominations. But their heartbeat is different than ours. Ours is about families and communities. Theirs is different. And that's okay. We need churches like that in every community too. Just different. So here on our page, on the front side, is who we are. You see, the vision of our church is to create a network. What is a network? A network is a group that cares for the same things we care about. Whether it's a part of us or part of a different movement, we're working together for the same thing. Community-minded, 
and about families, right? That's the vision, community-minded and families. And at the base of all this is the fact that the church, friends, the church is the most important organization on the face of the earth, period. Now, you might not agree with that, but it is my hope that as you spend time with us at Nexus Church, you will also agree with that over time. That is at the center of who we are. It is the church. Without it, can God still move? Absolutely he can. But it's the avenue he's chosen to move in our world today. So the church, it is the hope of the world. and is what I believe. Warts and all. Sinful people like me, sinful people like you, together coming and being used by God, it doesn't make sense. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense? It makes sense? No, it doesn't? Church, I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense how God can use you and me. I am so messed up, and I'm guessing probably a few of you are as well. We're messed up together. I don't understand why God chooses to use us. I really don't. It makes no sense. Like, why couldn't he just, like, send Jesus for all of eternity, or at least not eternity, as long as this world exists, why couldn't Jesus just be here? Because he's a way better example of how, how to live, right? Of what it means to come to faith, of what it means that God loves people. I've been so much better. But he uses us. It is the way it is. And he's looking down and he's saying, I picked you, I picked you, I picked you, I picked all of you to represent me. If you read the book of Corinthians, Paul just makes it so stinking clear that there's not a single person who can represent Christ all by themselves. It takes all of us. You have gifts that I don't have. I have gifts that you don't have. And all of us together, we come and we make this work as weird as it is, as broken as it is. Some churches are a little bit more broken than others. Some aren't firing on all cylinders. But God still uses us. I have a dream that everybody in here would someday come into a full agreement that we need each other. We need each other. I need you. You need me. We need each other to make this thing happen. To make Jesus famous. I have a dream. We'll see America, the church in America, rise up again and not be a social club, but be a place where people come together and do the work of Jesus Christ and are passionate for it. I understand there's a lot of pressure out there, a lot of people needing to do things. But I have a dream that every single one of us, at least in here, I can't change the American church, but I can sure influence this church to make this number one in your life. Obviously, Jesus is ultimate, and he gets it all. But like outside of your relationship with Jesus and your family, this is number one. That's a tall order. But I have a dream. 
that each of you that are in here today or watching on the screen at home or wherever you are or listening, have a dream that you will make some church family priority over everything else outside of family and personal relationship with Jesus. Have a dream. Make that reality. There's all sorts of excuses <laughs> of why you can't. But those are excuses. The church is the most important organization in the world. The second dream I have, our community. I love our community. I love our community. Everything that I've faced in the last nine years in the struggles of figuring out how to be a pastor, like it's not easy to be a pastor. I didn't realize that until I became one. Um, there's one thing that remains in all of this. I love our community of Thief River Falls. It's a great community. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Other than warmer weather, I would love it if Kiefer Falls was in a warmer climate. But that's beside the point. See, I believe that this dream of mine to make our communities a better place begins with us. We complain about community, about this or that. Friends, we are the light of the world. Let our lights shine. We are the difference maker. We want a better community. Whether it's here in Thiefer Falls or if you're in, I don't know, St. Hilaire, Goodridge, whatever community you find yourself in, you are there to make Jesus famous and to change the trajectory, the culture of that community. Together, we can make that difference. I have a dream that this little church called Nexus Church, will be filled with people who have a passion, a desire to make their community a better place. I also have a dream that this family that is Nexus Church is made up of a lot of families that are blood-related. And I believe that the health of any church or any community will only go as far as the health of each individual family in it. I have a dream that we can be a place where we will see transformations in families, relational transformations, emotional transformations, physical transformations, right down the list, financial, social. We will see transformations in the family. When the family is healthy, the church is healthy, the community is healthy. Have a dream. You have. I have a dream of multiplication. Now, some people may call multiplication discipleship or training or mentorship. Whatever your vision of that is, I believe that every person is crucial to the family of God, to the church. Every person is. And I also believe that every church 
has the call of God upon it, not just to disciple the people within it, but to send the people out from it. Did you guys know that our church, this little church, has been around since 1934? It's been a while that we've been in existence. Pretty awesome. Did you also know that we've had heads of the Assemblies of God pastor this church? We've had pastors who have went on, in fact, where we have our equip conference. Jerry Strandquist, Pastor Jerry Strandquist, pastored that church for many years and grew that church from Bloomington Assemblies of God to Cedar Valley. A massive, influential church in Minnesota. Came from right here. Had family who were as huge in this church. Game changers. We've had all sorts of amazing pastors come through this church. Why? Because that's been the heartbeat of this church from the get-go. We're not just keeping everything here. We are sending out. That's what it means to be a church. We send. We develop and we send. And I believe that Nexus Church has the call of God to not just keep to themselves, but to reach out to Crookston, where we're at. Red Lake Falls, Goodrich, St. Hilaire. Have people who are part of those communities and if there's enough people in those communities to plant a church there and to reach the schools there, reach the families there, transform from the ground up families to the community and then sending out again. That's what the whole backside of that sheet is, is that once a church is established, it's called to send out to other communities, to not just keep to themselves. I have a dream. The church is the most important organization on the face of this earth. I believe that our community is where our focus begins. That families need to be transformed. And if we want to have healthy communities, healthy churches, we have healthy families. I believe in multiplication, in training people up, sending them out. I also have a dream that we're going to see God move expectation that God will move. I have a dream that in this church, I'll never forget the day when I was sitting down here, spent a lot of time sitting down here, a lot of time on my knees facing that way in prayer or complaining to God, crying out, asking, God, when are we going to see a move? When are we going to see lives transformed? Guys, I can't tell you how much I want to see this community blown up by the presence of God. Lives transformed. People who are dealing with sicknesses, back pains, you name it, would be fully healed. Where relationships, marriages, issues between cousins and aunts and uncles, families that are in absolute division would come to restoration. That we would see the culture of this community that is so Scandinavian and so bent on negativity and just uh, be blown up. I'm telling you, when I came to Thief River Falls, this is no joke. The moment I, I drove in, I seen a culture here that I know so well. A spirit of complacency. 
a spirit of is what it is. It's the way it's always been. I'm not talking just about this church. Like literally, I drove in on Highway 59 and I came in and I saw just a spirit of complacency, a, a lack of passion. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just part of who I am and I see these things. It's not very pleasant, I'll guarantee you that. But I, it's time to be done with that. It's time to see and expect that God isn't just a God of what used to be back in the day, right? Like, let me tell you, back in the day in Kizar's music, God was moving, right? We were packing out that church. Now, if you didn't know, that's where this church was located for many years, was in Kizar's music, and they were blowing out the scenes, right? Filling the place. I have records and records, and I, I like numbers. I, I look at those records. I write them all down, and I've seen 180 people in that little building. What? That's a Sunday morning there, packed shoulder to shoulder. I don't know how stinky that had to have been, but when you're fired up, it doesn't matter, right? That was great. It happened in the 80s and 70s, 60s, 50s even. That's as far back as my records go anyway. Why can't that happen today? Oh, it's the kids today. Oh, it's the music. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Oh, we don't give enough time for prayer. Or whatever. Well, then show up for prayer. 8.30, Sunday mornings, we're here. Pray with us. I don't know. We don't have enough this. We don't have enough that. Well, guess what? I'll let you head it up and do it. This church is open a lot. And if you need a key, there's a key. I'll give you the passcode. I won't do it now because there's people watching online and who knows who might be watching. Not that those of you who are listening and watching, I have an issue with. I just don't know. There's a lockbox out there. Don't worry if you need to. You can use a sledgehammer and probably open it up and get in. Whatever. There is a key underneath the steps. It was, it was lost. You just have to pry open. Please don't do that, actually. The, that deck took a lot of work to put over there, and Bobby would definitely not appreciate you pulling those up. Thank you. Anyway. Expectation. Are you guys, like, I have a dream. I sure hope you have a dream, too. And honestly, if you don't have a dream that God wants to move... I just ask you kindly, get out of here. Like, or if you're watching online or listening online, don't come here. Like, I so want God to move. I cannot tell you how badly, that's bad English, I want God to move. Like, God wants to move. What's keeping it? Us. Us. What, what, what's keeping this church from, from coming alive like it could has the potential to us. Us. I'm, I'm just one man, right? Like, I'm not going to make anything work. I, I seriously can't. Like, my gifts, my talents, my abilities are only so much. I would love to be that perfect pastor that people always talk about. Like, remember that pastor? I'm not that pastor. 
please don't put me up on some pedestal. Like, I love what I do, but that's about what I'm capable of. I go to the school. I love hanging out with the kids. Like, that's where I belong. I know that might irritate some people because a typical pastor is supposed to be one of those guys that calls people and goes to houses. And I, 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 I don't, honestly, I didn't grow up in a church, so I don't know what a normal pastor does because I've been in church plants my whole life, so I don't know what real pastors do. Like, church planting, missionary kind of pastors, like, we go into the community and reach lost people. Like, that's, that's where I go. So when I go to a community as a pastor, first thing I do is find churches, find businesses. I find other churches to make sure that they know that I'm for them and I love them and their calling is awesome and I support what they're called to do. But like, I'm just, I'm different. And that's okay. It's taken me nine years, by the way, to get okay with that. I can't tell you how much of a breakthrough that is for me to say that publicly. Thank you. But I am okay not being a shepherdy kind of pastor, right? And I'm sorry because I know and I realize that some people expect that, and you'll probably always be irritated with me if you're at our church, and you expect calls, you expect cards. I tried that, and it worked okay, but it just, it was nails on chalkboard for me. And I'm still going to try to be that kind of pastor, but you're going to see me come alive as your pastor when I'm going to the school. And I'm loving on those people. That's just where my heart is. It's where my gifting is. And we'll let the chips fall where they may. But expectation. I'm doing what I'm called to do. You do what you're called to do within this church. And let's make this church be a place where God's presence blows things up. I also have a dream of generosity. That every single person in this church will be radically generous. Generous to the work of God. That could be time. That could be your skills and abilities. But I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's financial to you. And financial primary. Wherever your checkbook is, that's where your heart is. That's what you're behind, right? Now, obviously, we have bills to pay. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm sharing my dream today. And this is the side of me you guys don't get very often. I'm the polished guy that has notes and goes over this message many times. So you're getting the more edgy side of me. Where your checkbook is, outside of bills, taking care of stuff, that's where your heart is. I have a dream that a church is all about people who are radically generous to the mission of the church. I'm not doing that because I need more money or the church needs more money. I don't. The church doesn't. The church will get by just fine. I'm telling you, when I came here, the first Sunday we visited in July, my family made up just about half the church. And we were only four of us at that time. We walked in, and there was not a whole lot of people here that July day. And guess what? The church was paying the bills and getting things done. 
not about money. It's about the heart. And where your money is, that's where your heart is. Where your heart is. Friends, if I don't ever take another raise when I'm here, I am okay with that. God will take care of my needs. He has from the beginning. He will continue to care for my family. I don't do this because of the money. <laughs> my four-year degree could get me a lot more money elsewhere. I'm not asking for any of your money for me. I'm doing it for you. Because I know that generosity, you cannot outgive God, period. You cannot. I'm not doing this because this is the this is the church thing to do or whatever. No, I'm doing it because this is this is going right back up to a couple of numbers, right? Multiplication, discipleship. Wherever your heart is, your money will follow. You can't outgive God. The more you give to him, the more he takes care of you. I don't get it. But coming from my own experience, the career that I was in, the, the, the church that I was a part of gave me a lot of money to be an associate pastor in children's ministry. My family was 10 years ago making way more than we are now. Way more by a lot with all the benefits included, right? You cannot outgive God. So be obedient. Be obedient. He cares for you. He doesn't ask you to give him 10% or whatever font, you know number you want to throw out there because he wants to spank you around and get you to follow and be obedient. No, he wants to know that your heart is for him. And you trust him. He'll take care of you. When we're radically generous, as a community, I believe God is going to move. It's one of those things that, again, I don't get the move of God, but a community, a church that has a heartbeat for generosity, supporting missions, supporting church plants, giving out to our community radically, continues to see God's presence in him move. Again, I'm not using scripture today. I'm just sharing my heart. I've already given you all of those messages with all the scriptures that go behind it. If you want more, go back and listen to those. But I have a dream. We're going to be a generous church to our community, to our region, to the world. We're not going to hold on to what we have. We're going to take care of what we have, right? Like, we're not going to let this church go to the tank on us. It's been given to us from years. Hard work. We'll take care of it. The rest, we give it away. I have a dream. And we'll be a caring, welcoming, safe church family. Now, again, this might not be your dream, but it is my prayer that over time, It'll become your dream as well. And your dream might look a little different than mine. And this might get a little edgy for some people today. Because I realize that we're all on different paths. But I have a dream. That when 
a gay person, a lesbian person, a black person, a extreme liberal person, or an extreme, I don't know, conservative, nationalistic, whatever person walks through the doors of that church, they're going to walk in and it won't matter that in the front there's a nationalist who thinks Trump is the best thing and not was Jesus Christ. Is sitting up front, and the person back there who voted for whatever liberal governor or president are in the same building together, and they won't give a rip. That will be a safe place for people who are lost and going to hell. They don't have to vote like us. They don't have to believe like us to be welcomed into our church. Why? Because that's who Jesus loves the most. Look at the Gospels. Look who he hung out with. Tax collectors were the absolute most despised people in his circle. Prostitutes. (laughs) Hung out with them. Loved them welcomed into his world. In fact, he even did the most despised. He went to them. We, I pray, and I have a dream, that we will have a church that will be a safe place for all people. Some of them are your friends. Some of them are your neighbors. Some of them are your family members. They're addicted to something right now. If they walked into this church, would they be welcome? They'd be welcome from this guy. Every single one of them would be loved. I had a dream that would be our place. Transformations will happen. Why? Because we are open to those Jesus was open to. And lastly, I have a dream. I will be a church of excellence. Realize that that's kind of a weird one to put in all of there. But excellence is important. We represent a king, a savior, the Lord. And in his presence, there is no evil, wickedness, dirtiness, right, in his presence. He welcomes all people, but he purifies every single one of them, right? The only reason we can be in his presence is because of his son Jesus' blood covers us, and all he sees is his son in us. Amen? He sees Jesus when he looks at us, and so when anybody comes through those doors full of sin and evil and wickedness, they are welcomed into his presence because of Jesus. When they ask him to forgive their sins, they are cleansed, just like you and just like me. And so we do everything to the best of our ability. Are we perfect? No. Will this church ever be perfect? Not until Jesus comes back and makes it perfect, right? We're people. But we're always striving to do the best we can. We come prepared, right? We make sure that the lights are working. We make sure the sound is working because we represent a good God who is perfect in all ways. And in our brokenness, we do the best we can. 
with what we have because we serve a mighty God. We love him so much. We want to do the best we can for him. Not because it will gain us access into his friends, because of what he's done for us. We want to give it all to him. It's all his. Everything we do. So when we are going to the home show in a few weeks, and we're loving on our community, we're showing them that we care about them, that we love God, we love them, and we're going to do everything we can to help them in their walk with Jesus and to find truth, to find life, to find hope, to find the answer that's inside of them, they're going to be drawn in. Why? Because we care and because we do things the best we can. When we give them that water or we give that kid that prize and they play the Plinko and it's like, what? That's a sweet Plinko board. That's awesome. And they play that and they get their prize and they're like, this is awesome. And then we give them the water and we tell them, we have a place for you. And they see the care and the love behind that water, that toy, that conversation that we have with them. It matters. We do the best we can with what we have for God's glory. And I don't know if that's resonating with you at all in any of those places. That's my dream for this church. Are we there yet? Will we ever meet all of these? Probably not. There'll be times where we hit some of them really well and other times not. You could be looking through these right now and you might be like, that doesn't look like this church at all. <laughs> None of these line up. That's okay. It's still my dream. I hope it's your dream as well. That whether you call Nexus Church your home or some other church your home, that this, this would be the heartbeat of every church. It would be the heartbeat of you as well. That together we can go united, reaching our world for Jesus. Reaching our world for Jesus. And so the worship team is going to come up and we're going to just close this time together, and like I promised, next week we will start our new series. <laughs> this was definitely not something I'd planned. And if you have more questions or thoughts, I'd love to talk about it. We'll have lunch afterwards, so you'll have plenty of time to chat. And if you can't stay, that's fine. Call me up. Let me know. We'll have a conversation. If you would stand. Father, thank you for this time. I pray that, that people, whether they agreed with what I said or not, maybe some things were a little edgy, maybe some things were confrontational or challenging or whatever, maybe concerning even. I pray that every person who listened to this message, God, that they would, they would know that this is just my burden, my passion, my desire, my longing my vision that, that you have given me over the course of nine years. And that you are continuing to change and mold even me and this church as well. We're not static. We're always changing. Sometimes we're going backwards. Sometimes we're going upwards really quick. 
But God, this is all for you. And I pray that every person in here today, wherever they're at, you would help them as you've helped me to have a journey. To have a journey. They have a part in this thing called the church, the family of God. In particular, in Nexus Church, your local family of God. Their part is valuable. And whatever that passion is that you have given them, it's absolutely crucial that they utilize that dream that you've given them to be a part of the family of God. So, Father, as we go into this song, I just ask that you would continue to, to birth that dream or resurrect that dream. Reignite it. In Jesus' name.